Section 14 of the History Teacher's Magazine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Walters. The History Teacher's Magazine, Volume 1, Number 2, October 1909, Section 14, Ancient History in the Secondary School by William Fairley, Ph.D., Editor. Early Greece. Scope of the Month's Work. In our larger city schools, the work is so systematized that the teacher knows just how far along he should be at any season of the year. For teachers who are working by themselves in small schools and are not specialists in history, a very useful guide may be found in the History Syllabus for Secondary Schools, issued by the New England History Teachers Association and published by D.C. Heath & Company of Boston. The outline of ancient history in pamphlet form may be had by itself. One value of these outlines is that they divide the work into 100 exercises and then indicate the proportion of time this group of teachers have found it wise to devote to each section of the work. During October, the teacher ought to carry his class down to the Persian invasions and at least as far as the development of Sparta. Importance of the Greeks It is hard for the cultured teacher to feel the difference between his own attitude toward Greece and that of the child of 14 or 15 who is approaching the subject for the first time. To such a child, Greece is simply a name as yet, and it would seem to be a good practice for the teacher in a simple talk to try to enlist the interest of his class by some statement of the reasons why we are going to devote nearly a half year to the study of a very little and today very obscure country. The teacher should show certain characteristics which make Greece of vast importance. Among these will be found the fact of the wonderful intellectual force of the Greeks which led them into the same lines of thought and investigation which interest the modern world, their love of independence in such marked contrast with the servility of the Oriental races at whose history we have been looking at in the past month, and especially their artistic supremacy, which made them the great masters in the creation of beauty for all time, and their masterpieces in architecture and sculpture should be contrasted with the work of Egyptians and Mesopotamians, for the most part so grotesque and unlovely. This article will not attempt to follow the month's lessons at all in detail, but will emphasize the main things which the young student should carry forward with him as the early story of this people who made themselves in so many ways the forerunners of our modern life. Map Work an early task is to become familiar with the physical characteristics of the land. Nothing will help better than map drawing. Relief maps are of great service as showing the mountainous nature and the effect of this on private and public life. Ancient Greece was about 250 miles in length from north to south and 165 miles at the most from east to west. It lies between the 36th and 40th parallels of latitude corresponding very closely in distance and latitude to our coast as it extends from the partition line of the Carolinas up as far as New York City. A comparison of the area of Greece with that of the pupil's own state is desirable. For instance, while the area of New York State is about 48,000 square miles, Greece contained but 21,000, and very early in the course the fact should be brought out that this tiny territory in the greatest days of its people, was never united politically, 
but divided into rival states really nations each only about as large as one of our counties a wholesome corrective to our american boastfulness over size may be found in the slightness of area and population of this marvelous land which has contributed so many more than its proportionate share of mighty men races and migrations pelasgian mycenaean achaean dorian such was the order of the people who made greece the greeks or hellenes in whom our interest is centered belong to the last of these two groups the pelasgians concern us in the high schools only as much as the men of the stone age in british history the mycenaeans we know only from the ruin of their towns that in some respects they were ahead of the earlier achaeans might be pointed out the relationship of the historic greeks to the other races of europe and their kindred with ourselves are important we feel strains toward egyptian and babylonian but are cousins to the greeks the teacher who happens to know greek might show similarities of greek and english speech in the common homely words of everyday life epic myth and legend most of our pupils have heard in the lower schools something of homer and his iliad and odyssey and the stories of some of the gods and heroes are more or less familiar when the teacher comes to the homeric poems he will not be able to interest his young charges very much in their higher criticism but he would do well if time allow to use the special topic and report method here the story of the iliad the theme of the odyssey and certain characteristic episodes from each might be read to the class by pupils assigned to such duty a similar course may be taken with regard to the legends of the heroes and gods one interesting story read will be worth a week of mere recital of the twelve labors of hercules or the dry account of the fact that perseus had something to do with medusa and bellerophon with the chimera in these times of slighting the ancient world it is well to reflect how many of the commonest allusions of literature and even of political editorials depend for their meaning upon some knowledge of the greek stories we speak of hundred-handed briareus or of hundred-headed hydra evils of municipal mismanagement we talk of cleansing the augean stables cyclops siren gorgon chimera are household words we owe it to the children not to let them escape into life without some ability to grasp the content of such daily illusions early politics mention has already been made of the petty size of the typical greek state the marvel is that the greeks did so much while so divided we shall speak of city-states some child will run away with the notion of something like new york or boston with its suburbs make them feel that all greece never had as many people as new york city it was the intense greek individualism which kept the states apart the difference between greek individualism and that of the englishman or american should be indicated the latter is personal the greek was swallowed up in his state that was his unit and his love the progress through monarchy oligarchy and tyranny to democracy is rightly made much of in the books compare the tyrant with our boss when we come to the developments and the glories of the greek democracy a large degree of caution is needed in the writer's opinion there is a good deal of glamour about this so-called democracy the best greek never dreamed of manhood suffrage or of the rights of man as man in his view never were all men created free and equal athens in her 
best days had but thirty thousand voters and refused citizenship to all outsiders even fellow greeks from across the nearest borderline slavery was one of the cornerstones of society so far as it went the democracy of athens was of the pure type that should be made plain when reached while our modern democracy save for minor phases is representative and not pure the fact remains that the nineteenth century has brought to birth the only real democracy and that is one point of our superiority over the greeks and of more importance than our mechanical and scientific advantages west in his ancient world gives an excellent summary of the bonds which made the greek world one against all barbarians in spite of rivalries among their petty states he cites pages ninety five through ninety seven the common language and literature the belief in racial kinship the olympian religion with its gains oracles and amphictyonies as such forceful bonds of union the little land we know as greece was but a small part of the hellenic world doubtless the eastern shore of the aegean sea was as truly hellenic as attica or sparta and the colonies from that coast to massilia in the west and notably in sicily and magna graeca were of vast importance in spreading greek speech and ideals through the later roman world and down into modern times the political independence of the greek colony is of interest a good exercise for some student would be to point out how marseilles or syracuse or chalcis or cumai differed in their relation to the parent states from the relationship of the philippines to the united states or of canada or india to great britain and this topic is another illustration of the truth that save for a few cases like the successful resistance to the persians the service of the greeks to the world has been mainly in the intellectual rather than in the physical and political sphere end of section fourteen recording by april walters at aprilwalters.com